Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. I'm not even going to say what the f*** happened. What happened? No, I'm not going to say it. People are blind. We are on the road. Oh, that's right. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, not long to go until we are back racing. I hope you had a good summer. I had a great summer. But it's time to uh, get back to it. Uh, spa. Yep. Yeah. That's right. We are on the road to spa. But first, we need to hand the mic over to a man. A man who is upset he's not going to be knees deep in some Japanese geishas later this year. A man that is single-handedly going to save the Japanese prostitution market with some high-level spending. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It In My Fermé show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze. Gordy, a.k.a. the Gordopotamus, enjoying my summer break on the banks of the Nile, soaking up that vitamin D. With the only person getting more D than me is Kelly BK. And, uh, whoa. Oh, hold on, dude. <laughs> I didn't see you walk in. Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is my Fermi. If you wouldn't mind parking on up in there, as it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one Formula One comedy podcaster out there, according to my mum. And she is never wrong. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, race cancellations, and more. 
And if it happened in F1 and I'm not too lazy to copy and paste it into the run sheet, then it will be discussed on the show today. Episode number 64 is here, baby. And it's going to be a good one. I can already tell. But if you're just discovering me and you're sad that you've missed out on the previous 63, then head over to the number one website on the internet that doesn't contain weird incest porn yet. I'm looking at you, Pornhub, and you jizz. Get the hell out of here. It's parkinginmyfemme.com, where you can download every episode ever made. Better yet, smack that subscribe and follow button on the podcast listening device. Smack it like it was your lovers behind and your horny and randy trying to spice things up. That way you can hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds. Two times a week and there's nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Kildopotamus twice a week. Check out the socials at Parking In My Fermi on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide into the DMs like your Kelly PK looking for another driver to fund her vacations. And I'll be sitting back waiting, arms wide open, ready to catch you so you don't hurt yourself. And if you do notice that my voice is a little bit croaky today, well... Gilda Bottom has had a couple of adult beverages last night and he's feeling a little bit rusty. But there's nothing rusty about this show here today. It is going to be a huge show indeed. Japanese GP is cancelled. We go through how that will affect absolutely everything. Crofty's Love Files is back, baby. And we break down the Bottas versus Perez debate. Which one is doing better than the other? And the answer isn't as obvious as you might think. Plus your stat of the week and more. So you now know what you need to do. Take off that three-piece suit. I know you're looking fine. Take it off. You don't need it. We ain't that fancy here. Put on that silk robe or some fresh pimp merch from parkinginmyfermate.com slash merch. Pour yourself a glass of fine red wine. Let it breathe. Let those tannins aerate. Draw the drapes, light a candle, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Robert Wally, oh, thank you guys. Oh. Great job. Smooth operator, smooth operator. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk first of all about 2020. 2020 was fucked. It really was. The fact that the FIA was somehow able to put on a 17-race season is remarkable. It started on the 5th of July and ended on the 13th of December. It was 22 weeks. So in 22 weeks, we had 17 races. There was only five race, well, five weekends, sorry, that there wasn't any racing. That's fucking insane. We all know why it was so chaotic. And the fact that the FIA came back this season to try a 23 race season was a little ridiculous. The global pandemic is still going and we are seeing chops and changes non-stop to the calendar. With now the Japanese Grand Prix getting cancelled. The Suzuka circuit race won't go ahead due to COVID fears. Despite the Olympics just being there, the Special Olympics are occurring as we speak. I don't think it was cancelled just for that reason though. It was also the third leg of a triple header that was going to go from Sochi in Russia to Istanbul in Turkey, then on to Suzuka. So 
When we see a triple header in Formula 1, it usually is like France, Austria, Austria, like we just had earlier this year, not travelling thousands of miles with millions of components and pieces of equipment. So with the cancellation of the Japanese Grand Prix, we need to ask, will this race be replaced? And what other impacts will it have? So the first question, will the race be replaced? Now, look, it will be the fifth race to have been cancelled this season so far. Canada, China, Singapore and Australia have all gone and the FIA has so far replaced all four of those. But the problem being the remaining circuits on the calendar have some issues as well. Brazil isn't looking like a great place to host a race with COVID numbers on the rise there. And things are changing day to day in the US where Cota, which would likely host two Grand Prix, hasn't been announced, but it will probably host two. They might be getting the chop as well. I'm sure they won't. I know what America's like. You guys will host it. People will come. Okay, but due to the amount of money the FIA was losing last year, not putting races out there, it's absolutely desperate to get all those races sorted. That's why there is still a TBD on the calendar from Australia's cancellation. All right. The Australian cancellation of the Melbourne Grand Prix at Albert Park happened a long time ago. FIA didn't say, oh, all right, let's replace it with such and such. We've got them ready. They're good to go. Or let's just cancel it. We don't need it. No, what they said was, ah, oh, shit, we, we need a race. We need that money. Ah, oh, I don't know where to do it. Okay, we'll leave TBD on the calendar. So will the Japanese Grand Prix be replaced? Probably. That's my guess. It'll probably be replaced with a Middle Eastern country. They'll probably get it either Abu Dhabi or Bahrain. But I would love to see Malaysia get the call up as a drizzly Malaysian circuit race is always something that gets the plums tingling. The problem is, the longer you push it back, the most likely freezing cold weather will start being a factor as well. As we saw in the Nuremberg race last year in Germany, when the race was towards the back end of the season and the temperature was in the single digits. So yes, cash is king, remember. And there is no way that if the FIA can race. They will. So, what impacts now will racing in Japan have? Well, the first time in a number of years we have had a Japanese driver on the grid who was driving a car powered by a Japanese engine. Yes, Yuki Tsunoda in the Honda-powered car would have been great to see at the Suzuka circuit itself. And, and the track itself often leads to some fairly competitive and good racing. The circuit is fun with the figure eight pattern and the high speed cornering. It's a spot the fans love as well. The Japanese fans really do get behind the race. They come in huge numbers and it would have been amazing to see Sonoda, who is having a fairly rough season, get some support from the home team and who knows it might just be enough to get him going, to see him setting some consistent driving without sending it into a wall and recording his 100th red flag for the season. But if I'm Alpha Tauri, I'm not sure I'm sticking around another season with Sonoda. Even if you are able to get the J Japanese market, because with the cost caps now, he is, you know, the, the amount of money you've got to spend, the cost return analysis, you're, you're not getting your return back on that. So how will this affect the championship though? Well, right now Mercedes lead the championship. 
It's the closest fight we've had for some years between two constructors. And Max Verstappen in his Red Bull would have comfortably be leading the championship if it wasn't for two crashes caused by Mercedes drivers, one in Silverstone and one in Hungary. But with so Sochi and Turkey being strong Mercedes racers, Monza afterwards also favoring the Mercedes engine and Coda after that, Suzuka might have been a good spot for Red Bull to snag a victory. Until you look and see that Mercedes have actually won the last six races there. So if anything, removing the Japanese Grand Prix might have helped out Red Bull. If they removed that race completely from the championship, it, it really might have helped them out. But again, if it gets replaced with another strong Mercedes-dominated track, then it doesn't matter. But what really hurt Red Bull was when Singapore GP was cancelled. A circuit that they would have absolutely phoned it in. They would have dominated there. It wouldn't have even been close. They would have set the fastest time. No one would have been able to pass them. It would have been 1-2. It's a shame that it was cancelled. But I can see why. We all need to stay safe while this stupid fucking thing is happening. And although our selfishness would love to see some racing every fucking weekend, it isn't. It isn't a realistic thing. And the drivers and teams deserve a week off. However, it's not going to happen. It's the FIA. And cash is king. Here comes the money. And the FIA will replace that race. They just will. I just hope it's not fucking Abu Dhabi. Sayonara, Japan. Oh, we're on a run. Come on. Tom, do you know what that was? That was a smooth operator. Smooth operation. Carlos, check the radio. We seem to have picked up some dodgy music channel again. I got a little story I need to tell you guys. I was uh, with the missus the other night. In the biblical sense, we were having the relations, but uh, I was struggling to get her in the mood. But then I remembered. Oh, then I remembered indeed. There's only one thing you really need to do. There's only one thing you need to do indeed. Um, you need to play one song. Maybe the theme song for the Formula One. Um, how about putting it all the way up to about two minutes and 16 seconds. We were, we were canoodling. Things were looking good. Then all of a sudden I come in with a bit of this. Oh. Oh yes, that's it. That's it. Oh, you want some? That's it, baby! Oh my lord! Oh my lord! That's that's coming through. We're pumping it. We're pumping it. All right, bring it down. Bring it down. But sometimes that's all you need. And all of a sudden, I was setting purple sectors. If you know what I'm saying. The pit entry wasn't closed no more. My pole position was being ridden. Oh yes, I got those bendy front wings. Oh yes. Oh, oh no. Oh, come on, bring it home. Oh, 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 okay. So sometimes it's that easy. Moving on. Okay, I, oh, I even get a round of applause when I finish. Well, no problem with that. Esteban Ocon is going to be a Grand Prix winner in Formula One. Ocon wins the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah! Woo! 
Yes, guys. Well done, mate. We just won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well done, mate. Fernando came third. Fernando came fifth, uh, but he uh, is probably the reason that he won. He held off uh, Hamilton for a long time. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> Man of the day. So moving on. I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a man. I did, it's true. He was surrounded by pretty girls. They seemed to love everything about him. But then what happened was they looked over at me. They looked over at your boy. They immediately ran towards me. The man was upset. He said, how, how do you do it, my man? <laughs> it's simple and easy. You know how I do it? I just give the people what they want. <laughs> and what the people want. <laughs> and what the people want is to be seen with a man in the freshest, dopest, cleanest, crispest lit fan merch out there. Yeah, I talk street cool. Yeah, what? He looked down at my shirt. He immediately turned into a homosexual and tried to kiss me. It's true story. I'm not even making that up, kind of. That's how good this merch is. The pimp retro hoodie and shirts. Oh my gosh. With more colors than the rainbow flag. And you better believe they make them big for the big husky boys out there. Oh yeah. You know why we have them in different colors and sizes? It's because we've got to give them. Yeah. We've got to give the people what they want. That's right. And don't forget that morning cup of Joe, you know, that liquid that gives you all the energy and power to get through the day. The substance that gives you life. Well, don't don't just drink such an important drink out of some tiny, puny, pathetic mug. No, no, no. Get the mug of life. With the incredible retro pimp logo on it so people know what you're all about. People know what the number one Formula One comedy podcast is in the world. You're not only representing the show, you're looking damn fine while doing it too. I, I, I do this all for you. I do this so I can. You know why I'm doing this? I give the people what they want. Well, well. That's it. I give the people what they want. Well, after taking a couple of weeks off, it looks like now we're going to be jumping right back into the thick of it. Will Crofty be able to save Kelly PK? Will Max ruin everything with Toto Wolf? Find out now on the next episode of Crofty's Love Files. in the dressing room of the chicane a little erotic jazz hole run by Christian Horner there were women changing left right and centre all around there were more curves than Suzuka but I couldn't let some dames distract me I had a job to do you see Max Verstappen was coming too and I'd knocked him out as he was about to ruin the whole plan a plan would set up to save his precious little Kelly PK Toto had kidnapped her as a way of getting back at Christian Horner little did he know David fucking Croft was on the case Ready to save the day. Why, why the hell did you do that, Crafty? I had him. I was going to get my girl back. 
stupid. Like Leclerc and Baku, I stated as I slapped him across the face. You take out Toto, you can kiss your precious Kelly PK goodbye. He won't tell you where she is. And if she's anything like my love, my Dixie Normus will lose her forever. Now, you wait here. Don't try and get yourself into any more trouble and I'll go out and see if I can get some answers from Mr. Toto Wolf. Max was already distracted by the women changing in and out of costumes backstage. He wasn't focused at all. He didn't even have his eyes on the prize. It made me question why I'm even rescuing his little Kelly. I left the dressing room and started to be serenaded immediately by Wilma Fingerdoo's voice. And her finger do just fine if you ask me. She was singing a little ditty on stage that sent a tingle down my spine all the way to my plums and my pole position. I look over and I can see Toto was also enjoying the show. I made my way over to him, grabbed a seat at his booth. Uh, Mr. Croft, I see you were enjoying yourself in the dressing room, fooling around in a few pit entries, were we? <laughs> Toto asked, wondering where I had been for the last five minutes. Some of the ladies required some assistance, so what kind of gentleman would I be if I didn't oblige? I looked at the empty spot next to the booth. You mind if I join you, I asked? <laughs> Not at all. You're a detective, aren't you? I imagine you've got some questions for me. He asked, well, I am here on business. What do you know about the disappearance of Kelly P.K.? Max came to me the other day. She's gone missing, you see. You wouldn't have anything to do with that now, would you? There was a pause. He took another drink, ignored my question, and continued to stare at Wilma Fingerdo on stage. Oh, she's got quite a voice on her, doesn't she? Toto asked. Answer my question. Did you or did you not take Kelly PK? No, I didn't take her, Toto Wolf replied. I wasn't expecting him to give himself up that easily. How do I know you're telling the truth, I asked. There was another pause. He sighed and took another drink. Because I know who did take her. Suddenly, Max burst out of the dressing room. He was in a fit of rage and made his way towards Toto Wolf and pulled out a gun. He fired it. Hitting Toto right between the eyes, killing him instantly. The club came to a screeching halt. No chatting, no music, no singing. Max, what, what the fuck are you doing? He knew what happened to Kelly. Now we'll never, ever get her back. I, I had to do it. I couldn't live knowing that monster was still out there. Well, I hope you're happy. You've killed our only hope getting the girl back. You killed Kelly PK. I turned and headed to the doors of the chicane. I didn't want to keep doing this job for idiots and morons out there. I headed back to my office to regroup and try and find Kelly PK all by myself. I walk into my office. There was a dame there, a familiar figure. She turned around. It was Dixie Normus. She was still alive. I have so much to tell you, she said with a sense of relief. I was harder than a set of Pirellis. I can wait till tomorrow, I said. As she walked towards me, I turned the lights out. She leapt into my arms. Well, I guess it's lights out. And away we go. Wow, what an exciting episode of Crofty's Love Files. Will we ever get an answer as to why Dixie Normus has returned? And why does everyone's voice seem to change from episode to episode? Find out next time on Crofty's Love Files. But now... Your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. 
I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Do I have enough oh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Shit. No stats. Ooh, oh, so many stats. I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. <laughs> I've got so many stats for you. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, spa starts soon. Um, I didn't think of anything. He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good it, stat. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. No, it isn't. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, guys. What do you think? Do you think that was a smooth operator? <laughs> Smooth operator. operator! I think that was the smoothest operation of my life. <laughs> yeah, man, you sent them. Okay. Hey, bring it in. We need to have a chat. We need to have a chat because I'm, I'm not too happy with our behavior right now. We are picking on a driver. And we are all guilty of it. I know I am. We say Valtteri Bottas is crap. Valtteri Bottas doesn't deserve that Mercedes seat. Valtteri Bottas needs to go to Williams, or even better. Bottas doesn't deserve an F1 seat at all. Go sit naked in a sauna. Go drink your Heineken by yourself. Go bang your hot Aussie wife. You stay the hell away from Formula 1, you scrub. You suck. You are underperforming more than anyone. And you've let me down. You've let your team down. Your parents are disappointed in you, and Toto Wolf wishes you were dead. Or does he? See, we've been absolutely horrible. But did you know there's another driver that people are starting to ask questions of? There's another out there that has just as important role as Valtteri Bottas, and he also isn't delivering. That driver is Checo, Sergio Perez. See, both Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are going at it at the top of the championship like two drunk college kids in the backseat of a Volkswagen Tiguan next to a Wendy's dumpster. And how those college kids got a Tiguan, I have no idea. But it's currently decided by eight points, this championship, with Hamilton in the lead and Max with some misfortune in the last two races, crashing out at 51 Gs in the British Grand Prix and have a significant damage in Hungary that led him to only finishing ninth or something like that. See, both incidences were caused by a Mercedes. See, Lando Norris is having an absolute stellar year in P3, but our attention turns to the number two drivers of the two leaders, sitting in fourth and fifth. Have a guess without looking it up right now. Don't you dare look it up. Who is fourth and who is fifth? Take that guess now. Come on, I'll wait. Have a little guess. Oh, you need some help? All right, well, here we go. I'll give you some clues. Valtteri Bottas has three DNFs. The world's longest pit stop while Perez has won a race. Yeah, does that make it easy for you? Because it's simple. Bottas is fourth on 108 points. Perez is fifth on 104. So why are we giving Bottas so much more grief? What is it about him in that Mercedes that people don't like. The man has podiumed six times out of the eight races he has finished this year. Perez twice out of the 10 races he has raced. Bottas's average finish position is a 4.12. Perez's average finish is a 5.9. 
So Bottas finishes higher, podiums more, and is leading ahead of Perez and Hamilton is leading the championship and Mercedes are leading the Constructors' Championship. And you were also quick to ride off Bottas. You're also quick to say he should fuck off to Williams. It's over, mate. Piss off. Bottas has two fastest lap points to none. Yes, Perez got a fastest lap in the British Grand Prix, but he finished 16th, so it didn't. It did absolutely nothing. It took a point away from Mercedes, whereas Bottas getting the fastest lap point gives his team those points, and it took those points away from Red Bull. So really, Bottas is being much more valuable to the team than Perez. Red Bull aren't thrilled with Perez. Don't get it twisted. They're not loving him. Helmut Marco has said he has his concerns. But this is the first time since Ricardo that a teammate at Red Bull has been able to bring it to Max and help push that car along. I think the problem we're all having with Perez in that Red Bull is that Marco and Horner are sitting there, seeing Pierre Gasly in that Alpha Tauri. I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, what could have been? We also need to remember, though, that Perez has won a race. He's also driving a car that is very different to what he was driving last year, and it's a car designed for Max. They're not going to Perez going, what would you prefer? What do you want? Perez needs to adapt, and adapt quickly. But back to Bottas. I think Toto has made up his mind already. I think the writing is on the wall, and that Bottas is in his last season with Mercedes. But I don't think we should all write him off so, as quickly as we have. I think he is still having an impact on the championship, even if it is taking out half the field because of a drizzle. The cost cap era has also helped Valtteri. Too many mistakes costing the team too much. At least when Hamilton hits the wrong button on his steering wheel, he isn't flying off the track into a wall. He's able to recover. But I just wanted to say this. Yes, it is fair to shit all over Bottas. But if we're shitting on Bottas, you need to also direct your pooey sphincter towards Perez too. Because the numbers aren't lying. They never do. Perez is having a season that is even worse than Valtteri's. So time for a prediction. Both drivers will be replaced for 2022, even though both teams should keep them. What are your thoughts? Head over to at Parker in my firm, on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know. As so many of you do all the time. Anyway, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I think Bottas is, is being unfairly done by. I think it's because we're so desperate to see George Russell in that seat or someone else in that seat. Someone to challenge Hamilton like we, we remember when Rosberg took it to Hamilton and we all get excited and giddy. But really, Bottas is doing everything the team needs him to do. He's having an alright season. Well, it's not long to go now. It is not long to go now. We are getting there. We are nearly there. Less than a week before it is race time. I'll have a couple more podcasts out between now and then though. Yep. Yep. That's right. We are not far away from Spa at all because I love to just give the people what they want. So make sure you head over to parkingdomyfilmmate.com slash merch so you can look fresh and dope. But that's it. Don't be upset. I'll be back. 
We'll have two shows between now and Spa. It's going to be a busy week. I'll be back in a few days' time. Break down everything that's happening in the F1 world. Hopefully some driver movement or some seat announcing. I don't think we will get that. Last year was a bit different with the uh, COVID year before as well. The teams, a lot of people were coming out of contracts. This year, I don't think we're going to get some announcements until towards the end of the season. But if something happens, if it breaks, I'll fix it. Just for you. But make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device. Head over to parkinginbyfilmmate.com if you've missed any of the previous episodes. Make sure you follow me on the socials. And, of course, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.